Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. SCS dispute, zone for specialists and statesmen, no place for amateurs and dilettantes. First word. The visit of Deng Xiaoping to the United States in January 1979 was the first official visit by a paramount leader of China to the U.S. Deng undertook the visit in his official capacities as vice chairman of the Chinese Communist Party, first vice premier of the State Council, and chairman of the Chinese People's Political Consultative Conference. The visit initiated a series of high-level exchanges that would continue until the spring of 1989. Announced on December 15, 1978, the visit began in late January 1979 and went on into February. Transforming China During his visit, Deng spoke of his determination to transform China economically by the year 2000. He said, We in China are faced with the task of transforming our backwardness and catching up promptly with the advanced countries of the world. Forty years later, in the 21st century, Deng's vision has been translated into reality. China has become an economic colossus, with its gross domestic product increasing from $256 billion in 1984 to $1.604 trillion in 2004. It has become the third largest economy in the world and is poised to overtake Japan and become second behind the United States should it continue to grow by 9% every year for 15 years. It could match the total economic output of the US by 2030. That is not all. China's global economic power has produced a cottage industry of concerns about the political consequences of its rise. Few would challenge the conventional wisdom that with China's rise, there will be, in Henry Kissinger's words, a substantial reordering of the international system. The center of gravity in the world is shifting from the Atlantic, where it has been lodged for the past three centuries, to the Pacific. China has also fueled concern about Kissinger's notion that China, as a rising power, would now be able to vindicate its view of its national interest. And such vindication is likely to mean a Chinese redefinition of the rules for governing the international system to ensure that they serve China's needs and interests first and foremost. What has happened in the South China Sea dispute among claimant nations is roughly a measure of China's rewriting of the rules. China joined the United Nations and then joined in the negotiations and approval by the majority of the world's nations of the United Nations Convention on the Law of the Sea, UNCLO. It signed the convention and subscribed to its provisions governing the rights of states to their respective exclusive economic zones but China today regularly reneges on its treaty commitments in the South China Sea. It refuses to honor the exclusive economic zones of its neighbors in Southeast Asia. While it has its own exclusive economic zone according to UNCLO rules, this lies far away from the waterway, but it also claims the zones of ASEAN countries, including the Philippines. Water Cannon Incident The current bitter dispute over the water cannon incident at the Eungan Shoal is entirely about the Philippines' rights over its own exclusive economic zone and China's insistence on its imaginary rights based on ancient maps of dubious merit, which have been rejected as invalid and void by the arbitral tribunal at The Hague. The water cannon incident is patently an act of bullying by China's Coast Guard against the Philippines' own Coast Guard. It has rankled Filipino politicians, so much so that many have called for outright reprisal.
they urged the government to ask its various allies to send their own vessels into the South China Sea to prevent further escalation of the situation. The sending of notes verbales by the Department of Foreign Affairs is not considered a sufficient response to the bullying. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince, they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Some legislators want nothing less than mobilization for conflict. Others would even go so far as to sever relations between the two countries. At this point, however, we will do well to entrust the handling of the situation to the specialists in our government and military to come up with the right response. Diplomats and military professionals are well-trained and experienced to handle such problems. In an essay entitled The Dangerous Amateurs, Walter Lippmann, the eminent journalist and author, warned about the perils to public affairs posed by amateurs and non-professionals. What they succeed in doing in their clamor for public commitments is to embarrass the serious and well-informed soldiers and civilians who know about what it would mean and what it would cost, and to alienate great multitudes of the people who fear and distrust a nation which talks too much, and to imprison our diplomacy in the formula of all or nothing in a self-inflicted straitjacket where it can do nothing by negotiation that is by definition appeasement. Some have said that China is putting to the test the precise meaning of giving the U.S. access to our military bases, they hope our government will unwittingly disclose all of its cards via this ploy of the water cannons. Those who demand a tough and angry response are indubitably right to prevent China from thinking it can do anything it pleases in the South China Sea. Seriously, however, the Elngan incident underscores the need for statecraft by the Philippine government in developing an availing response to recent Chinese actions and tactics in the waterway. Strategies of Statecraft In the book Force and Statecraft, Oxford University Press, Oxford, 1995, the authors Gordon Craig and Alexander George discuss the strategies of statecraft that have been used effectively in dealing with diplomatic problems in recent times. They wrote, Great powers have often been confronted by ambitious states which were not socialized into the norms of the international system and have posed a threat to its orderly working and stability. There are states that have rejected the norms and practices of the existing international system. Craig and George discuss in their book the various strategies that are available for dealing with outlaw states and rogue leaders. They identified three possible strategies against them. Military action, coercive pressures and covert action to replace the regime with a more acceptable government. Long-range containment, which if pursued effectively, as it was toward the Soviet Union, might help in bringing about political change, which would lead to norms and approaches in the international system. A strategy of rewards and punishments designed to bring about fundamental changes in behavior and attitudes in outlaw regimes. Lippmann expressed his distrust of amateurs and politicians who have ventured to prescribe solutions to diplomatic problems. He placed his trust in specialists and military officers who are trained for these tasks. He stressed the importance of quiet diplomacy and the avoidance of spectacular actions. The approach of quiet diplomacy is to work out ways and means to keep the critical questions from reaching the point of irreparable decision. 
it sounds brave and dashing to take the lead and act decisively to solve a diplomatic problem or dispute. But the fact is that these problems are not easily solved. In quiet diplomacy, there is no loss of face if a country backs away from an extreme position that has proved to be unworkable. Yenobserver at gmail.com Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50-80% to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. 